Hey everyone, this amazing ESO Network show is brought to you by our fine sponsor, Amazon.com. Please remember to shop Amazon for all your geeky needs, no matter what time of the year it is. All you need to do is go to ESOPodcast.com slash ESO Amazon, or click on the Amazon banner on the ESO Network webpage to go to our e-store. It's the best way to shop and the best way to support this program, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Okay, that's enough of me babbling for now. Now on with your regular scheduled show. Hi, this is Mark. Congratulations. You have found this amazingly awesome show. Chances are you're listening to it right now on whether it's iTunes or Stitcher Radio or some other mobile app that allows you to stream this amazingly awesome show to your ear holes. And I can't stress how awesomely amazing the show really is. But did you know that you can also catch the latest episode of this show on the Tangibound Network? That's right. Go check out tangiboundnetwork.com. You can look them up and you can listen to it right there. It's even mobile friendly. What more could you ask for? Which means you can pull it up on your iPhone or your Android, even your Windows phone. Yeah, who has one of those? But still, point remains. You can do it. You can do it. Check it out. Tangiboundnetwork.com. Listen to this show, the latest episode, every time. Check it out. I'm Chris Farrell from the official GunnaGeek.com podcast, a proud member of the GunnaGeek network, just like the show you're listening to now. The opinions expressed are those of each individual. Check out all the other geeky podcasts over at GunnaGeekNetwork.com and get ready, because geekiness begins in 3, 2, 1. On this episode of the PCC Multiverse, Josh Peterson and I are talking about Netflix's latest Marvel adventure in Iron Fist and how this show became so controversial. We're also talking about King Kong as Kong Skull Island hits theaters, but has the giant monster lost its edge? We'll discuss both sides of the issue, and Samurai Chris stops by as our esports expert checks in with the latest esports news, plus why it's a great time to get back into Pokemon Go. All this plus an interview from this past CES with the folks at iSound, a taste of wine, women, and words with Aaron Lindsay returning to the program, and the guys from Super Bro Station Gamescast discuss the latest video game release, Near Automata, and another hit song from Hyperschmidt. It's another filled up show we have for you today as we reach our next stop, the PCC Multiverse. Don't be alarmed. The quasi-shimmering light before you is a trans-dimensional gateway to other worlds, other voices, other thoughts, and other realities. Up feels like down, and down feels like the number seven on a Wednesday morning. Don't worry. That quivering, blood-boiling sensation under your eyebrows is all a part of the charm. Welcome to the PCC Multiverse. And we're back with another episode of the PCC Multiverse. My name is Gerald Glassford from Pop Culture Cosmos and Game Source. I'm here along with my good friend, the man, the myth, the legend behind Humanican Media and all the wonderful podcasts they do. It's Josh Peterson. How are you, my friend? I'm good, man. How are you? It's a funny story. I was actually talking to someone who heard the commercial for Always Green Synthetic Grass that you made, and they were like, that guy's got that guy's got a smooth voice. It's like ear butter. <laughs> You're kidding me, right? No, I'm dead serious. It was they're like they're complimenting it. They're like that's like 
that's like a sports announcer voice right there. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm like, all right, I'll, I'm going to relay that to him. Tell them thank you indeed. Uh, I just truly appreciate the chance and the opportunity to go ahead and voice that commercial, which, as you know, we are tr- truly, truly appreciative of Always Green Synthetic Turf and Putting Greens for being a part of our sponsorship team here at Pop Culture Cosmos and the PCC Multiverse and Humanican Media. We just truly appreciate all their efforts along with Rob McCallum Films and also Retro City Games. Well, it's going to be a great broadcast for you today. And I want to again thank everyone out there because we just got the news earlier this week that not only, well, we, we have the number one show that's on the podcast radio network, that being the Pop Culture Cosmos show, which you can listen to every Monday night, 1030 Eastern, 730 Pacific, right again, right here on the Podcast Radio Network. But also as well, this show, the PCC Multiverse, debuted in the top 20 with almost 10,000 listeners. So that's truly just awesome indeed. We just cannot thank you enough for listening to us here in the PCC Multiverse um, any thoughts, Josh, on on exactly what your your feelings are in regards to having two top shows right here in the top twenty on the podcast radio network? I think it means that we must be doing something right. Uh, people seem to be interested in what we're talking about, which I'm glad because a lot of the time, like it's just me and you talking to each other. So I feel like you know nobody else is really like hearing what we're saying. But it's nice to know that we have listeners and we're not crazy. So Maybe. I mean, we are crazy, but. Yeah, we are crazy, that's for sure. But maybe they're just like listening to our sound of our soothing voices as they drive along or as they you know, listen to in their and listen in their houses and, and or any you know, just wherever they listen to us, we just truly appreciate it. And then if you cannot catch us for some reason on the podcast radio network, after some technical glitches and issues that, that both Josh and I both apologize for, uh our host server just had a little bit of bugs here and there, so we couldn't get our shows on all the different various audio outlets, but we're back in business now. We got Mixcloud, we got the ESO Network, Tangibound Network, the Gunna Geek Network. Also as well, we've got iTunes, we've got uh, Podcast.com, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play. And I'll tell you what, for sure, for sure, as of right now, uh, we are going to make sure that we still have bonus episodes we're still going to continue that for right now it's not going to be on all the channels so we do apologize for that but we're as for right now we are still good to go for doing bonus episodes if you listen to our mixed cloud broadcast so that's something i wanted to pass along indeed we'll let you know if that changes for and goes back to the way we used to have it for all of our different uh programs indeed for all of the different networks that we're on but we just truly appreciate being back on all those great networks as far as having a consistent flow coming right at you so and then also as well for the mixed cloud you're you're not only going to get the the shows from pop culture cosmos that have the bonus stuff but you're going to get some stuff from humanica media as well and josh before we talk about what's going on in the show today real quick what are these some of the things that are happening with humanica media uh, we have the Super Bro Station Games Cast, which is a weekly uh, video game cast you might have heard on the Pop Culture Cosmos show and our YouTube, Facebook. We're, I try to put it up as, in as many places as possible at podcast.com. And what about this is actually like a really surprise hit for us. So if you haven't checked that out, that's definitely worth listening to or people seem to like it. So uh, give that a listen and ghost toasters you know we're we're working on finishing the last uh the last part of the episode but you can watch the first half 
up on YouTube and our Facebook page to check on Pop Culture Cosmos. It's there too. You know, we we got a lot of good stuff coming. There's a lot of uh, you know stuff in the works right now. So you'll know more about that soon. Well, definitely that sounds great indeed. And for today's show, we do have a segment from the guys at Super Bro Station Gamescast. So you want to take a listen to that later coming up in the show. We've got wine, women, and words. Also, we've got a song from Hyperschmidt coming up. I did an interview at CES with iSounds. You're going to hear a little bit of that interview. And then Christian Daniel Zamudio, the man in the know, as far as esports is concerned, he's going to be back with an esports update and Pokemon Go and why it's a good time to get back into that world on that most famous gaming app. So there's uh, been some good stuff going on as far as in the world of pop culture besides Pokemon Go. So I want to ask you real quick, it looks like Iron Fist is hopefully going to do as well as the previous Marvel iterations, but this time there's some some flack, including the, the lead actually going off Twitter because of it, correct? Yeah, because the, the show comes out next week, but they've let like reviewers have it early just to get you know people hyped about it. But yeah, there's a there's a big thing on on Twitter, and it was uh, between I I can never remember what the actor's name is, but he, you know, they someone had it. He had participated in an argument, which ended up turning on him because someone brought up the fact that you know iron fist isn't wasn't played by an asian it's a, like a, a whitewash thing so you know his opinion doesn't matter what you know blah 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 typical uh, social you know millennial argument and, you know there's nothing wrong with that it's just one of those things it's it's repetitive but yeah there's there's that whole con- I, you've ho- you've heard me rant about this before that whole controversy with people saying oh hey the iron fist uh, you know why do they cast a white man for that part and there were some of the reviews are, um, you know, been looking through it, you know, while you've been talking, some of the reviews are pretty, pretty harsh. Yeah. That, well, and I think that is being judged unfairly. I think it's being judged because of the, the social controversy surrounding it. And people want, people were upset that it was not an Asian actor casting that part, but what they don't, and you know, there's two, there's a lot of reasons that bothers me, but here's the, my two main ones is one, it's, you know, it's the the Iron Fist is a comic book that came out in the '80s, so it was a product of that time when like Bruce Lee was popular, and you had like uh, kung fu movies were the big thing among white you know white people pretty much. So that's where he's a white person who gets thrown into uh, Asian culture, and he has to learn how to survive, and then he comes back, and you know you have your typical uh, you know billionaire story. But like it's what people if people wanted him to be played by an Asian person, and if he was an Asian actor it kind of would have taken the change, the whole dynamic of the story because you can't have, you know, you can't, it's, it's the story of an outsider. An Asian would not have been an outsider unless they reversed it. Unless this guy was like from Japan and then he, you know, he got lost in a white culture and then ended up coming back to an Asian culture. It just doesn't, it does it changes the dynamic of the story too much and you'd have to completely rewrite it. And a lot of the, these people who are, making a big deal out of it have never read the comic books before. Like a lot of these reviewers I'm reading that they've specifically stated, I've never read an iron fist comic book before, but you know, let me give my two cents on the issue of having a white man play a character that I believe should be Asian. And so, I think it's, so let's say you're, you're running Marvel and you have the decision to make, what would you've done in hindsight in regards to iron fist? And you're going to be able to check out all the episodes when it comes up on Netflix, correct? Correct. Yeah, it comes out next week. I honestly, I would have just kept it the same because I there's no. 
it would have taken so much more work to put that up on the on the small screen and not, you know, they would have had to completely rewrite it. It wouldn't have even been an Iron Fist story. It would have just been like a completely new superhero. So I think Marvel made the right choice. I think that people are just, you know, people like to complain about things. And that's just, you know, that's just modern society, I guess. But they need, like, they're having all these reviewers are going into it already biased. It's like your typical... Like how you you have these a lot of these snobby film reviewers going into you know video game based movies like Assassin's Creed already like wanting to give gonna, bad I knew you're going to approach yes. that. I... Yes, so it's just, it's just one of those things. I think they're judging it unfairly, I, and I knew that this was going to happen. But it's just it's one of those things. Like these people are just because you've seen The Dark Knight, that doesn't mean that you know things about comic books. I guess is what I'm getting at, and that's that seems to be. We are this society of spontaneous knowledge. Just because something is controversial, we automatically, like, as especially, like, journalists have this problem. Not me and you, because, you know, we know better. But uh, as a society, we have this problem. We want to participate in controversy, even if we know, don't know anything about it, you know? And it's, like, it's one of those, like, situations, like, hey, you don't know how to swim. You should stay out of the pool and not, like, judge people who are in the pool for swimming wrong, you know? Well, it sounds like there's a lot of controversy indeed, and it doesn't look like it's going to die down anytime soon, especially after next week, because the series itself premieres to audiences and, you know, the first six episodes are going to be available right there and then. So people will get a better gauge on it. As someone who does appreciate the martial arts cinematic experience, you know, quite fondly, uh, I have my share of favorites. In fact, you know, you might even see one or two show up on my top 25 because I'm still working on that uh, very diligently, I might add. It's taking a little bit longer than I than I anticipated. And then also, well, I know Josh is going to be working on it too, giving him the uh, the evil eye there, as I said that. I don't know, it's just difficult to explain as far as trying to to correlate people's frustration in regards to the the typecasting as far as maybe what they expected and what they hoped Iron Fist would be than than what they actually got, the reasons behind that. Um, Personally, I would have actually been more prone to maybe find an Asian character who might have fit the role because I think there are some outstanding Asian characters that are out there that that could play doubt but it wouldn't have been the iron fist like there are asian heroes they could have replaced him they could have made like uh you know he has a there's a there's an asian superhero within the iron fist that they could have used instead of danny rand had they chose to go that route but to make danny rand an asian character would have completely changed the dynamic of the story he wouldn't even be iron fist without that you know outsider in an asian culture it's just He's a, I guess, call him a victim of the times, I guess, if you want to say that. Because remember, he came out in the 80s when white people were kind of obsessed with kung fu movies. Yes, and I, I can agree on that. So in that sense, uh, you know, I, I can't blame your, your thoughts at all on that. And if anybody out there has their say on what's going on and wants to comment on it, please send us a note, popculturecosmos at yahoo.com, popculturecosmos on Facebook, or at Pop Culture Cosmo on Twitter. So we've got a great show lined up again for you. Last thoughts on Iron Fist before we head out to the break, Josh? You know, if Iron Fist is a bad show, then judge it for being a bad show. Don't go into it like 
wanting to judge it based off of like this controversy that millennial journalists have created. Go into it with an open mind is what I'm saying. And then if it's a bad show, talk about it being bad for the right reasons, I guess is what I'm saying. Because I'm excited to watch it. I, it I, I might hate it. I don't know. But just give, give it a fair chance. Don't go into it hating it. So again, we've got a great show lined up for you. But first, before we take a sample of the Wine Movement Awards, here comes Hyper Schmidt with their new song, Hurry. This is the PCC Multiverse. Your fire. You're burning right through me As I show you love exists I am for you Close your eyes and lock your lips Still I am with you As I show you what love is Hyperschmidt with Hurry. Check all their songs out today on Hyperschmidt on YouTube and Hyperschmidt.
Com. Hey, this is Chad from Ghost Toasters, and you're listening to Pop Culture Cosmos Podcast. Hey, everyone. If you're in the Southern California area and are looking for the best way to improve your home, look no further than adding some always green synthetic grass today. Whether it's creating that awesome backyard that's kid and pet friendly, or that punting green to work on your golf game, Always Green provides installation and landscaping with only American-made products, such as their famous synthetic turf with advanced drainage technology and backed by a 15-year warranty that will have your yard looking great for a very long time. Always Green also installs retaining walls, custom lighting and driveways, and the most beautiful stone walkways. So if you live in the Southern California area, what are you waiting for? Financing is also available, so call for a free estimate today, 714-614-7814. That's 714-614-7814. Or stop by their store at 16772 Wanda Circle in Huntington Beach and get your home looking great with Always Green Synthetic Turf and Putting Greens. A proud sponsor of Pop Culture Cosmos, Humanican Media, and the PCC Multiverse Channels. Get ready for Box Art, a gaming docuseries from Pyre Productions and Rob McCallum Films in 2017. If you love video games, chances are there's a box cover or cover image that you love and has stuck with you for decades. In our series, Box Art, we travel across North America to visit with the unknown illustrators and artists responsible for creating the most iconic gaming images of all time. What was once scheduled to be a 90-minute documentary is now a six-episode season packed with unbelievable tales that paint a picture of the gaming industry you've never imagined. Box Art arrives this year, just one of the many pop culture projects from Rob McCallum, Empire Productions. On the latest episode of Wine, Women, and Words, Aaron Lindsay, author of I Shall Be Near to You, returns with more great discussion with Diana Tierney and Michelle Labus. This is a, a very fun month for us. We're doing a lot of new things. Um, but if any of you are not following us on Instagram, you should follow the Wine, Women, Words altogether, no spaces. Um, Instagram account and join us on our first ever book challenge, bookstagram challenge. Um, it's all in honor of Women's History Month, so it's all about uh, amazing female authors, uh, women in history, characters that we love. I know at one point Mary from Dido's Crown will make an appearance. I just haven't figured out which day I want to use her for. Rosetta's totally going to be making an appearance. I know. I'm, I'm going Aww. through the, my bookshelf. I'm like, I want that book. And it's it's all turning into <laughs> my women words books. Oh, totally. Well, hey. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and this month we are reading, we're switching to nonfiction for the first time ever, but we're reading The Good Girl's Revolt by Lynn Povich. Um, and if it sounds familiar, you may have watched or heard of the Amazon series that was based on it, but it's basically about a group of women researchers at, uh, Newsweek magazine in the sixties who sued for 
gender discrimination because it was a tradition at Newsweek that women could not be uh, reporters. They they were report, uh, promoted from mailroom or mail clerk up to researcher, and that's basically as far as they went. Um, so it's a really interesting book, and we'll get to that discussion a little bit, but that's what we're doing this month. So <laughs> you guys go. I was just thinking about that whole women can't be actual journalist thing. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Getting grumpy over here. <laughs> no. So reading this book, I started reading this before Diana did, and she was getting, like, one angry text after another. <laughs> and I don't know if you can see it because I had to use a crayon to do it. But I started, highlighters. like, I have highlighted passages everywhere. And I just read the first two chapters. <laughs> so it's crazy what, I mean, what they're still dealing with today, because that's kind of what the prologue starts out with. But yeah, it's, it's been it's, in a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah. You're totally getting ahead of yourself. <laughs> Where is the talking book of the Oro? <laughs> That's Why Learning Words on YouTube, iTunes, TuneIn, and Podcast.com. Right now, here's my interview from CES with the folks at iSound. All right, we're back live at iSound. We're at the iSound booth at CES 2017, and we are here back again. This is Gerald Glassford with the Pop Culture Cosmos. I'm here with my good friend Chris Bonner, also from Pop Culture Cosmos and Game Source, and we're here with Oliver from iSound. I heard you are the man in the know regarding iSound equipment. I don't know much about that, but I will try my best. All right. Tell me, what is so good about going with iSound for all those people out there looking for a better experience with audio? Well, for audio, we give you good products. We give you good products that'll work, and we give you a wide array of what you want. Anything from kids' headphones that kind of lower the volume to, you know, what kids need, to Bluetooth headphones and earbuds. And that's something I wanted to talk to you about real quick, because I we talked about before we went on the air about, you know, obviously iPhone uh, making the controversial decision to take out the 3.5 millimeter jack. And it looks like from the leaked photos from Samsung Galaxy S8 coming out that they're going to be doing that too, um, and which means a lot of other cell phone makers will be not far behind. Yes. Tell me a little bit more about that burgeoning part of the industry because wireless earbuds, you know, from whether whatever manufacturer is great, but what is iSound doing to make that experience even better? Well, even before the whole Apple transition, we've always believed in Bluetooth headphones and earbuds. So we've always had kind of a good um, wide array, I should say, of Bluetooth headphones and earbuds. So okay. come over here. These are just some of the headphones that we do offer as far as Bluetooth compatibility. So we have the BT2600, which is a very, very comfortable, uh, good-fitting headphone, along with the 2700s, which aren't released yet. Uh, we're working on these. So these are actually brand new. The 2600 are available, I believe, on Amazon and other outlets like that. Okay. We do offer um, these sport tones that are, again, not out on the market. Two colors. 
and then the ones that we actually do have on the market are the BT200s and BT150s. Okay. The one thing that we really promote with this is the whole sport aspect. Okay. Okay, so it's not just comfortable fitting. We, we do offer for the BT200s, we do offer a uh, clip for your ear to, you know, when you're running, when you're jogging, when you're in the gym, it kind of holds a little bit better. But these two will not only connect very quickly to your phone, it's great sound and it has your control box with your volume, your okay. mute and everything like that. So from what I hear also, I, I do agree, I think that's where it's going. We offer car uh, accessories, we offer cables, we offer anything really you need in the consumer electronics. Okay, and for the entire array of what you have, I see the wireless audio kits as well that, yeah. you, that you're saying. Tell me a little bit more about that. So we had uh, a couple, um, couple different items. We had the hang-on speaker as well as, again, the BT200s that you saw. We decided a lot of customers like to bundle them, so we made bundles. So we have the wireless audio kit along with the wireless audio bundle, which includes our pop drop and our BT200. Um, but again, we have a wide uh, variety of different speakers, depending on size, depending on you know how loud you want it, things like that. <laughs> iSound.com, you can check out everything that we offer, but we are on Amazon. We do have uh, items in Target, Best Buy, um, Newegg, every, everything that you can possibly imagine. So you can check out that. But to check out everything, iSound.com, and for all your consumer electronic needs. Perfect. That's awesome. <laughs> iSound.com. Well, that's, uh, that'll be it for right now from iSound booth right here at CES 2017 for Chris. And thank you again. Appreciate it no so problem. much, Oliver, for taking Thanks. the time to talk to us here at the POP culture cosmos my pleasure you're listening to the pop culture cosmos don't touch that dial wait do, do people still use dials previously on podcast rule glomer is one of the most underrated cartoon characters of all time some call glomer the jar jar of the pbu you know <laughs> i haven't stepped foot inside of a subway since really and neither is jared <laughs> it's true you're over at my home every Every week, is there a meth lab here? Not a big one. I choose him, the one called Kirk. <laughs> I'm freaking James T. Kirk. <laughs> Find out more about Podcasterole now on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Google Play. And don't forget AdamandJP.com and the ESO Network. It's time for more sarcasm, more gloating, more pop culture BS, and ridiculous video game chat as GamerCast returns for Season 2. My name is Rob McCallum, and this year, once again, I'm joined by Mr. Glenn Stanway and my lifelong friend, Jay Bartlett. This year, the show moves to a slightly different format, favoring a more unedited adventure that lets us include more topics as we get together once a month to vent and celebrate everything going on in the gaming industry today and yesteryear. So if you like the idea of arguing with us, though we'll never be able to hear you, then you definitely want to check out GamerCast. Season 2 is really going to take it up a notch. That's GamerCast here on the PCC, the Pop Culture Cosmos, on iTunes, and on Podbean. And we're back with the PCC Multiverse. We truly appreciate you listening out there. This is Gerald Glassford from Pop Culture Cosmos and Game Source. Just want to let you know we have... Just nothing but but true admiration for you out there for making us the number one show on the podcast radio network with our Monday night show, the Pop Culture Cosmos Show. Check it out, 10.30 p.m. Eastern, 7.30 p.m. Pacific on the podcast radio network. And then also want to check out our Friday show right now, this one here, the PCC Multiverse, on every week at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. And then we're on a host 
of downloadable options from iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play, Podcast.com, also as well, the ESO Network, the Tangibound Network, the Gunna Geek Network, and Mixcloud as well. So he has returned to us right here in the PCC Multiverse. He is our eSports expert. He's the man in the know about everything eSports. It's Christian Zamudio. How are you, my friend? Doing well. It's Yeah, it's me, Christian Zamudio, otherwise known as Zamurai Chris. Doing very I, I, well. I, you always want me to do <laughs> It's Zamurai Chris on the show now. I got to give him that, uh, give him props on, and, and you know, because he's got a really cool name too. So uh, Zamurai Chris now joins us on the show. <laughs> I know before we wanted to talk a little bit esports, there's something that came to my attention as far as you know seeing it out in social media, but also as well from my own daughters having a, a sort of a refound interest into Pokemon Go. So I wanted to ask you, Christian, since I've seen you know your thoughts on going back into the Pokemon Go phenomenon. What is it about the, the game itself that has garnered so many fans to come back? to the world of Pokemon Go. Oh, there's been a few things that have uh, garnered the attention of, of a lot of, uh, you know, returning fans and everything. The most, the first most important thing is uh, Generation 2 is out. So a lot of the Johto Pokemon have come out. Uh, you know, the Pokedex is, is updated to about 248 of, of the uh, variety of Pokemon instead of the 140-something that came out um, at release uh, almost, what, let's see, it's March... So what, like eight months ago or something, uh, since Pokemon Go's release? Um, being a tester and and being able to to see the game grow from you know from the beta tests all the way up till now, uh, Niantic has done better about uh, really uh, just making sure they can keep uh, you know whatever fans they could. Uh, granted, when the game released, the game honestly looked very uh, unfinished, bare bones rugged now with this the release of these new pokemon there has been introduction with more items so um as as you're as for our fans that are that are well known in the pokemon lore there's certain pokemons that evolve with or certain items well you can find those in pokestops now i'll give you an example like porygon if you're going to evolve it to porygon 2 you have to have an upgrade and then and you use those can't you have to collect candies plus have that item in order to evolve them um so there's a lot of stuff like that that's going on and I wanted to talk a little bit more about your background with the game because you said you have been there from pretty much step one. It's even from an yeah. alpha status and whatnot, a beta status and, and things of that nature. It almost sounds like you were there as it grew, almost like Minecraft in that sense as far as you know, Minecraft's story and history started as an alpha, just started as something that was out there. The only right. difference is that when Pokemon Go finally hit the mainstream as far as being a well as you said at that time was not really that polished but it had very basic functionality as an app right. people just didn't care and they just took off and just you know by the by the millions and millions you know and it's garnered over 500 million downloads plus right. since i think with with uh minecraft that was just such a steady build into becoming a, such a phenomenon maybe even after the game had a, like a soft release and whatnot, but it, it grew and it grew organically. And I think that's why it has that longevity to this day. Whereas Pokemon Go hit that sharp rise and then just right around the end of the year, 
just really just tumbled as far as uh, you know interactive users are concerned. And I'm right. just it's the, glad to see that they've made some updates which have not only garnered your interest but my daughter's as well. And I've seen Aaron; he's he's out back walking the park and whatnot. <laughs> you know, which, which good for him. Uh, what are your thoughts as far as maybe? their future with Niantic to keep it growing. I'm not going to ask for uh, Minecraft like Port or GTA 5 mod support. I'm just asking you as far as what can they do to keep it going until they can make another iteration? All right. So what they can do is honestly, the next step would be to overhaul the gym system. That's one thing that Niantic has been keen on talking about um, for the last few months is uh, they want to overhaul Pokestops and gyms to, to do a specific function when you take it over. Uh, and so they want they really want to be inclusive with the community. And by doing that, uh, honestly, that that would be the next great step. After the gym update, though, one thing I do want to mention is they also have their other game. They have Ingress. And what they do is they provide all sorts of uh, community-based content. They hold live events for certain things that go on. And for those that don't know about Ingress, it's a portal hacking um, faction war sort of game. And it runs almost exactly like Pokemon Go, except there's a chat system and a lot uh, a lot more like community driven uh events have involved with it and so the I license think... don't forget the license that's probably yes, one of the other big keys. <laughs> and that's probably one of the reasons why it's not caught on as well as pokemon go but you said it's no less of an effective game and people should try it out correct right to kind of compare and see where you know where a lot of their ideas had originally come from and how Pokemon Go came in place, like Ingress is the prime example of how, like you know what to look forward to. I think Niantic has now a duty that to at least give the game uh, an extended life that maybe was not going to be present before it became such a worldwide phenomenon. You know, I can't let you go. I, I just can't <laughs> let you go without talking some esports. It's not, you know, I know people are getting ready for Evo and things of that nature, but there's actually one tournament in mind that that I want to be, be able to to get everyone's awareness on because it sometimes flies under the radar as compared to the more the big brothers as far as the esports tournament scene is concerned. So, so can you share and elaborate with us a little bit more, Christian, about Dream League and? And what it has right. to offer for esports fans out there? So there's going to be like in, in the Las Vegas area, there's going to be this uh, this Dream League Open event at UNLV it's on March 25th through the 26th. Uh, so what it is, uh, it's supposed to be a you know a cash for prizes event. And honestly, when I was looking at at the people involved, uh, they're going to have 8-bit esports uh, in their their uh, help with this. So it's going to be a more community-driven event, kind of like a mini uh, convention as they have done in the past with a lot of viewing parties that, I, that I've been to. You know, with that particular club and with this league, you know, trying to host, uh, you know, tournaments for cash prizes, uh, it's more than likely going to be a, a good success. And Dream League is honestly this, you know, this event that, that's trying to be sort of like dream hack in the sense where uh, you have these, you know, these big tournaments and uh, you know, a lot of big names for, uh, you know, competing for cash prizes and all of that. 
how can somebody find more information on Dream League itself? Where do they need to go to and, and or where can they catch all the action if they need, want to watch it in a streaming fashion? You can find all of that location on Dream, uh, dreamleague.co. And they also have a description about what they're what they're about because they're holding events at a lot of like colleges, for example. And as far as Twitch pages are concerned, it should be Dream League. Okay, fair enough, indeed. Now, what's going on with you, my friend? Because I know you've got some updates you want to share as well. That's going on with the team that you love so dearly. All right, so I know RF Seven is going to enter the uh, Smash tournament over over at uh, at Dream League. So I wish them luck. Um, I know with my community right now, we're kind of we're kind of facing like one or two little bumps in the road with the Las Vegas KI community. I want I just wanted to quickly plug them. You know, if you go onto onto Facebook and look for Las Vegas KI uh, or Las Vegas Killer Instinct, you'll it'll be the first group that pops up. So for those interested in finding fans that are that have similar interests in the game that that I do, go ahead and join that. But there's something that happened about two weekends ago at at uh, GameWorks that I kind of wanted to to formally you know apologize for, and uh, one of our players had sort of a meltdown, and I wanted to you know apologize you know here on air about the actions you know that that person made. They, they don't represent you know the community at large. That's not us, honestly. That's not what uh what we're trying to represent because we're, we're a very passionate group of people, and it's just it's one of those things where. I wanted to apologize for for him because it's really just unacceptable. Just these things kind of happen, but yeah, and that's something that's something we've talked about in the past. Where yeah, exactly. You know, we've we've discussed in past episodes of the Pop Culture Cosmos how esports needs to understand that right now they're at a very tenuous stage where they can go either way. They can either become, you know, one of the next big platforms as far as the, the social consciousness is concerned, or they can go and hit the dust. just like uh, many other fads and many other novelties before it. So I, I know one of the things that we talked about as far as trying to create an image of respect and admiration and class as far as amongst the competitors are concerned and, and not being because esports competitors at this point in time do not have the advantages that say a lot of pro sports do. Uh, I'm not, exactly. not trying to dissuade them in any way. I'm not trying to trying to downplay or trying to trying to denigrate any yeah. esports competitor. I'm just saying you do not have the same type of leeway to act in public uh, or in competition the way a pro sports competitor yeah. does. Am I wrong on that? Oh no, you're not wrong. It, it's actually just facts. The just the way you're supposed to re- you represent yourself, really, especially when all eyes are watching for this next, you know, esports being this next big thing. Like it's. It's really important that you're aware that you don't blow up on anybody in the most violent of manners. And I mean, it's one thing to showboat, but it's another thing to negatively, you know, hurt yourself or, or do any of that. I yeah. couldn't agree with you more because I, I, I want esports to. I, I want want to make this clear. I want esports to succeed, and I want them to become that next great hit as far as people getting interested. Just like the UFC, the UFC sold for four billion dollars. They're now a uh, worldwide entity of uh, people follow it and treat it as a sport, uh, you know, a legitimate sport that, that people need to follow. And, and yes, there's still individuals out there that are a little bit behind the times and think it's still some Neanderthal type thing and they won't treat it as level <laughs> boxing, but 
for the most part, it is there in social consciousness. It's a major story on the betting scene. It's a major story out there as far as uh, being in uh, the sports consciousness. And also, you know, it trends very heavily on social media. And esports, I think, can get to that point as well. But there are certain parameters that they have to go to in order to achieve that level of success on a worldwide basis. But we've got our own stuff to take care of, me with the Pop Culture Cosmos Universe, and in fact, the PCC Multiverse. And then you have got everything going on with Royal Flush 7, the Las Vegas Killer Instinct community, and basically esports here in Southern Nevada in general. So... We truly thank you for, for updating us on what's going on. And as it gets closer to the big stuff like Evo and whatnot, we definitely want you to check back in with us. Oh, I will. I'll let you know. I'll, yeah. I'll come in with, uh, you know, with the, the horses and everything. Be like, hey, stop the presses. I'm here. Okay. Either that or you're going to start your own uh, tantrum where you're throwing your headset around and, and doing all sorts oh, of things. Oh, no. Stuff. Oh, no. Me? Never. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough indeed. I'll throw a pen or my phone or something. It'll be fine. Or I'll just sulk. That's what I'm better known for. I'm just like, okay. All right. (laughs) Zamorai, Chris, it's been a pleasure having you on indeed. And we truly truly appreciate uh, everything that you uh, shared with us on today's show. And then also are waiting to hear again, you coming back on the show to hear more great stuff going on with the Southern Nevada esports scene, the uh, Royal Flush 7 community, and then also anything going on major in esports. Not a problem. Thanks again for listening. This is the PCC Multiverse. Game Source is your number one source for everything video games. Each week we bring you the best of the video gaming world from sites all over the internet. Like us today on Facebook or follow us today at GameSource, and you'll stay up with the latest in information and news, plus also about all the great things we're doing on our GameSource Facebook, Twitter, and GameSource YouTube pages. Stay up to date with the video gaming world right here at GameSource. If you're tired of sifting through flea markets for rare and unique games, we can help. Retro City Games in Henderson, Nevada, only five minutes from the Las Vegas Strip, has all your favorite gaming staples, classics, and a wide selection of rare games with new stuff always appearing on our shelves. Come in and chat with Nicole or Doug about your love of games and watch as they help you complete your collection or find your childhood favorite. And don't forget, Retro City Games loves trade-ins. So if you have any Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Sega, Xbox, PlayStation, or even PC games, come in and visit Retro City Games today. Welcome to the new metropolis of gaming, Retro City Games. We're talking some King Kong to close out the show, but first, the guys at Super Pro Station Gamescast share their thoughts on Nier Automata. Nier Automata also came out this week. It sounds like nobody cares about Ghost Recon here, so we won't talk about that. Nier Automata came out. What do you, were you guys interested in it? Does it look cool? I think it was awesome. I, yeah, uh, I, I think it's the, it's the second PS4 exclusive that's made you want to buy one. Not quite, but yeah, getting close. Getting, I mean, if it was really cheap, yeah, I'm, I'm Nier gonna pick it up. Is cheap. The game where with all like the Japanese like school 
looking kids on the cover, right? No. That, no, that's Final Fantasy, Fantasy, Fantasy Type Zero. Oh, yeah, okay. that's Final Fantasy. Uh, Nier had like an old, really rad looking girl oh, with white yeah, hair, yeah, okay. and then a okay. lot of people always wrote, and I never played it, but that there's some fishing side quest you have to do that kind of makes the game almost impossible. See, original Nier. The original here, oh, okay. but this one is like just a chick looking kind of okay. school girl, but she's got like a robot little thing. Yes, yes, she's she's like a black like dress. Blind on her pictures, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it looks awesome. I guess it's supposed to be really good. Platinum yeah, the games, reviews are pretty good. Platinum games, I don't think yeah, so. Platinum it's games, solid. Platinum games Platinum with the uh, published or director from Square Enix. This, this what they turn scale bound. Yeah, so it's a, a scale bound joint. Um, <laughs> That's probably why scale bound. Didn't work out. Yeah, okay. it was a bummer because I kind of feel that way too. I feel like maybe they put a lot of work into this one because it's so good. And whoever was, I heard that the best uh, creator at uh, Platinum was working on Scalebound, but maybe he was working. Yeah, on the guy that instead. everyone knows. Yeah, like, the guy who's who is Platinum apparently. But I mean, they're not that huge of a company that if they're developing this got, game, like, like four teams or something, because they made Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles this. Scalebound and Wait, uh, they did a uh, Bayon- Bayonetta was that yeah but they were making it um, they made Bayonetta yeah. too okay. I think Bayonetta it was the Bayonetta guy I think is the guy who went on to Scalebound mm. and I don't know who this team is but they did all like the combat and stuff and then the Square Enix director who made the original Nier is like oversaw the game so do you think Scalebound failed because there's a lack of really busty females main characters there's no busty female on this one either though man um, <laughs> we're looking up there bless you bless you I think Scalebound just failed because there's probably it probably was a mess. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I I, I would love to still see it though. Like, I mean, oh, I would yeah. I would like, love to see Earthbound '64 too. The game that I remember Fable if you guys Legends. saw pictures of that, like that, I always want to play that game. But you know, we're never gonna never gonna see it, never gonna get it ever. That's the Super Pro Station Gamescast on the Humanican Media Facebook page, podcast.com, and YouTube channels. We'll be right back. This is the PCC Multiverse. Hey everyone, venture into the pop culture cosmos today, where you'll hear our conversations on different topics within the world of movies, TV, video games, comic books, technology, board gaming, and more. You'll also get a taste of some of our other shows within the cosmos as well. So come on and join us each week as we delve into the pop culture cosmos. Welcome to the pop culture cosmos every monday night 10 30 p.m eastern 7 30 p.m pacific on the podcast radio network Rob McCallum Films is back in 2017 with a vengeance. This year, we're set to release Power of Grayskull, the definitive history of He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, which chronicles the ultimate 80s billion-dollar franchise, Masters of the Universe. See exclusive interviews and hear untold stories from the people responsible for creating the world of Eternia, a place full of magic and science, and learn about the craft of creating action figures and animation. Power of Grayskull drops this year and is just one of our many projects at Rob McCallum Films. And we're back for the final segment of the PCC Multiverse. My name is Gerald Glassford from Pop Culture Cosmos and Game Source. We truly appreciate you listening out there. We want to thank you for being part of the PCC Multiverse. I'm here with my good friend, the man, the myth, the legend behind Humanican Media. It's Josh Peterson. And Josh, real quick, can you let everyone know out there what's going on as far as some things that they want to look forward to from Humanican Media? Yeah, yeah. Right now we have two uh, consistent podcasts. One is the Super Bro Station Gamescast, which is a podcast about gaming and all things related to gaming. It's not, you know, it's not as broad as what we talk about on Pop Culture Cosmos, but it's got a lot of intelligent points behind it. Um, that's a weekly podcast. And then we have the What About This podcast, which is 
a podcast where four uh, four people who are qualified in their own fields discuss uh, ideas that you might be thinking about and never like had the opportunity to discuss or wanted to uh, you know bring up with your peers because maybe they're not smart enough to hold a conversation like that. So it's they're uh, you know they're definitely interesting dudes, and if you uh, send them tweets at wat underscore podcast. They will actually answer your questions on the podcast. So feel free to do that. And they they love being intellectually challenged. So whatever you have for them, they're they're ready for it. Hopefully, uh, if not, that'll be embarrassing for them. Um, <laughs> and then ghost toasters. Yeah, we uh, last week we premiered the first part of the episode, and we're working hard right now to bring you the second part. But I. Uh, Feel free to check it out. The more you guys watch, the more inclined we are to keep making more. So, and we also have a lot of interesting things coming at you, you know, further down the pipeline here. So stay tuned. Stay tuned indeed, because there's a lot of great things going on in Humanica Media. So you check it out on Facebook and Humanica Media on Twitter. And then also all the great stations. You're on Mixcloud, but what other channels that, that they can actually get all those great podcasts at? We're on Mixcloud, Podbean. Uh, we have some stuff on podcast.com when it's working. We're on YouTube. We're on Facebook. And we are also, uh, the What About This podcast is now up on iTunes. So you can subscribe and it will automatically, if you subscribe, it'll automatically send each new episode to your iTunes account for you to check out each week. Well, that's something to look forward to indeed. So check it out on iTunes, Podbean, and many other great places to check out all the stuff that's going on with Humanica Media. So we thought we'd close out the broadcast today with a little bit something that's going on because it is the latest movie to hit the screens this week, and it's Kong Skull Island, which is a new iteration of the King Kong genre as far as there's there's you know, going way back to the original King Kong, way back when, as far as on the top of the Empire State Building, knocking out airplanes and all that. What I wanted to ask you, Josh, is while the projections aren't so hot domestically for it, it's projected right around for a mid-40s, maybe even a $50 million haul, which would be, you know, pretty good for for a lot of films in fact great for a lot of films like we were talking about john wick 2 earlier this year that was a great haul that they they came in with the lego movie the lego excuse me the lego batman movie that was a you know a really solid deal as well split did great and then also we talked about previously the big numbers that logan has done as well so with kong skull island only projected to do 40 to 50 million that seems a little bit troubling because the the budget on it is so high. So I want to ask you your thoughts on why Kong Skull Island is not going to really go ahead and connect with audiences. I don't think that it's not going to connect. I I think that there's never been a better time for monster flicks than there is right now because you have what Godzilla back in 2014 did 200 million dollars domestically, and nobody really thought that that was going to connect with audiences. You have you know, you the Power Ranger movies coming out where they're basically fighting a giant Goldar. And then you have, you know, uh, Marvel's kind of paved the way for these over-the-top uh, action flicks. And I think that Godzilla or Kong Skull Island is the movie that people don't yet know that they want to watch. I think that there is a, 
uh, you know, it's there's a, a bad taste in the air kind of from the last uh, King Kong movie because people were expecting something that they didn't quite get. But this movie has already uh, the early reviews that I've read, you know, people seem to like it. And I think that once, uh, you know, once word gets out that it's actually a fun movie to watch, I think that more and more people are going to want to check it out. And, uh, you know, I could be wrong, but I, I wasn't, I don't, they didn't really do a great job of marketing this movie. They didn't really uh, put, you know, enough trailers out or merchandise or whatever it is that they needed to do. But I think that it, people are still going to, uh, if they want to go to the movies and have fun and just be entertained, I think that this is a perfect movie for them to watch. So I, I, I think that this is the movie right now that people are, don't yet know that they want to see. Well, the reviews have been okay, not not great on it. Uh, some people liked the actual fact that it stayed on Skull Island and didn't have to migrate over to destroy New York City yet again. So I think people like that slant from it. But we're, we'll have to wait and see exactly what's going on with Kong Skull Island. The, the numbers, like I said, are not super strong for the film. They're not going to say it's a failure, mind you, at this point, but it doesn't look like it's going to be a huge hit by any stretch of the imagination when you got a $200 million budget or approaching that that amount. It doesn't sound like there's there's great expectations for a future iteration of Kong Skull Island indeed. And maybe long-term, the only thing that people are going to be able to maybe remember outside of DVD and Blu-rays for the movie is going to Universal Orlando and seeing that Kong Skull Island exhibit that's there. The the Kong Skull Island ride, which at the time I went last year, it was still being built, but I know it's, it's open for business now. And, and so down the line at Universal Studios Orlando, if you're there to check it out, hopefully you'll have a good time and remember fondly. Kong Skull Island the movie because it was released this weekend so hopefully we'll hear good things about it but I don't hold my hopes up too high because I I think that it's not going to be uh, it's going to be another movie that Hollywood tries to push on us but didn't didn't quite connect with audiences as well as it should have when you're when you have that high budget it's got to go ahead and, and and be a home run and if it's not then there's there's a lot of issues in that I definitely think that this might fall into that category. What are your thoughts on Kong Skull Island out there? Just let us know. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com, at PopCultureCosmo on Twitter, or send us a, a message through Facebook, PopCultureCosmos. And while you're there, like our Facebook page, PopCultureCosmos. Also, PopCultureCosmos on Humanica Media. And if you like our PopCultureCosmos Facebook page by March 18th, you'll be in the running for a copy of Mass Effect Andromeda Indeed. So it's been a great episode here on the PCC Multiverse. We had uh, Super Bros Station Gamescast. We had Wine, Women, and Words. We had uh, you know the great people from iSound there, from CES. Uh, Hyper Schmidt stopped by with their latest hit, Hurry. So I'll tell you what, it's going to be just, just awesome going on going forward. If you get a chance, check out our, our Monday night show, 10.30 p.m. Eastern, 7.30 p.m. Pacific, the Pop Culture Cosmos show, the number one show on the podcast radio network, or wherever you can download that show and the PCC Multiverse. We are just truly grateful indeed. So any th- last thoughts? Excuse me. So any last thoughts before we head on out, Josh? 
Uh, no, I mean, I, I think we covered a majority of the things I wanted to talk about. Uh, check, you know, like I said about Iron Fist, give give it give it a fair shot before you uh, shoot it down. And then, uh, as for Kong Skull Island, please, like we, I'm eager to know what you think of it because I'm I'm probably going to see it this weekend, and I will. I'll let you know what I think if you let me know what you think. How's that? Fair enough, indeed. So looking forward to that as well. So again, we, we truly appreciate uh, you checking us out here and all the stuff we do at Pop Culture Cosmos and Humanican Media. And don't forget our sponsors, Retro City Games, the leader in gaming in Southern Nevada, Rob McCallum Films, robmccallumfilms.com for all the latest projects that he's working on the creative genius behind Nintendo quest. So you want to check that out. He had some great news to pass along this week in regards to that. Not only that, but also some, some other stuff as well. His masters of the universe documentary and so much more. So you want to check that out pop culture, excuse me, Rob And then also our good friends at always green, synthetic turf and putting greens. You want to check out, everything that they've got to offer at agsgreen.com that's agsgreen.com or their store in huntington beach you want to check that out always green synthetic turf and putting greens so again we truly appreciate you being part of the pcc multiverse along with my good friend josh peterson this is gerald glassford we want to thank you for listening and thank you for being a part of the pcc multiverse It's another beautiful day in paradise here in the PCC multiverse. And here's hoping you have yourself a great day. Tangentboundnetwork.com